Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Thank you so much for tuning into today's edition of the podcast. We missed you last week. It was the uh, leading up to 4th of July holiday weekend. Trey and I both had plans for the weekend, and so a little busy getting our plans in order. Couldn't get the episode out last week. But we are back with a lot of baseball news to talk about. Last week was the official halfway point, the statistical, mathematical halfway point of the season. You know, everyone always thinks of the All-Star game as halfway through the season. But we've already played 81 games, so we are halfway through the 2021 Major League Baseball season. And because of that, we're going to take a look in today's episode at our preseason predictions and how they're doing halfway through the season and we'll decide if we want to make some changes to those predictions because some of them might not be looking so hot but before we get into all that Trey uh, I'm gonna ask you how your holiday weekend was but I already know how it was because I got a chance to see you again up in Reedville at the Chesapeake Bay yeah it was good to see you uh our our parts are your your fiance uh Mariah my girlfriend Courtney we've well I have obviously met Mariah beforehand but y'all have not met my girlfriend Courtney and uh, so she's excited. Her name has now been twice in the first five minutes of this podcast. But y'all met her, and it was it was a good time. Uh, my my shoulders look like I was wearing a pink shirt yesterday. Look like that, but other than that, <laughs> no, it's it was a fun time. I managed to not get too sunburned. I I, I kept applying the sunscreen. Uh, I've learned my lesson too many times. But good to see you. Good to meet Courtney for the first time. And uh, I gotta I gotta admit, um, the few times that I've been down there. For a holiday weekend when they've had a band, this band was one of the not as good bands that I've seen there. Yeah, they it was not the best band. They, granted, they did the national anthem to cue the fireworks. That was good. That was good. That was good. But they, they weren't play playing Freebird. the right kind of music. They didn't we, play Freebird. We are on the uh, the younger end of the people that go to this neighborhood, and they were playing. 2010 country pop music they should have been playing like 70s and 80s rock but it was still a fun time still a fun weekend all right so getting into our preseason predictions like i said we are we are at the halfway point of the mlb season past it actually last last week last tuesday wednesday thursday teams were playing their 81st games of the season puts us halfway through the 2021 major league baseball season before the year started, Trey and I made our preseason predictions, who we thought would win each division, who we thought would win the wildcard spots, and who we thought would win the World Series. And so because we are halfway through the season, we're going to take a look back at those, see how accurate they're looking, see how bad they're looking at this point. Trey, I think you have it pulled up. Let's run through all the predictions that we made at the beginning of the season. All right, let's start with... The American League East. So, Matt, you want to tell us the standings as they stand? Uh, currently in first place in the American League East is the Boston Red Sox. Tampa Bay Rays are two and a half games back in second place. And then it's the Toronto Blue Jays. The New York Yankees in fourth, nine games back. And then the Baltimore Orioles rounding out the American League East. Yeah, we both, uh, we actually both had 
Um, I had the Yankees winning the AL, actually winning the whole thing. I had them obviously winning the division. <laughs> um, can we can we take a one moment uh, and talk about? I think I need to give up on the New York Yankees as a competitive team this year. I think this is coming in. You look at the big names and you really look at this roster. It's it's not diverse. You don't have any good left-handed bats. And you have a starting pitching unit that's relying on one pitcher. And your second-best pitcher last season was Masahiro Tanaka, who's not playing anymore. And, you know, obviously losing Severino is big in this rotation. And so I think this is going to be Aaron Boone's last year with the team. It, it doesn't seem he has this pulse on this team like he did. That's sad to say, but unless a major turnaround happens, um, I don't see it. I don't see this team being competitive at all, and I think if I have to pick a team, I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays to win the American League East because they've played some really good baseball of late, and they're going to have a guy in the MVP race as it goes down, and I think that's going to help Vlad Jr. play a lot better play at that elite level like he has been and i like what toronto's bringing to the the field and they're, they're definitely probably the team that's playing the best right now boston's looked great tampa's had its moments but consistently toronto's looked really good and so i'm gonna go with toronto and then obviously this is a little bit of a rant leading to high pick who do you think i i'm assuming you're not picking the yankees anymore to win the american league east who are you riding with yeah, I'm not going to go with the Yankees. I, I did have them picked to win the division prior to the season, but, you know, nine games back, they, they're still above 500, so it's not terrible, but they they're nine the games card. back in the division. Yeah, they're only four and a half games back from the wild card, so it's, it's not like they're they're done yet, but well, it's looking bad. They're a wild card bad. team that's, that is a unsuccessful season given the expectations of this yeah, year. G- yeah, given everything that you expected from them this year, that would be considered an unsuccessful year. I'm gonna stick with the Red Sox. I think they're they are a re- they're a really surprising team. I don't think anybody expected them to play this well, and yeah, I mean, I think it's showing that maybe Alex Cora is actually a very good manager and knows what he's doing. Because I'll admit that 2018 season, I thought it was just the players. They had some very good players on that team. I didn't think Alex Cora was really doing anything, but take him away for a year, and they're awful. Bring him back, and they're one of the best teams in baseball. So. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I think they'll stay on top for the rest of the year. My only concern with the Red Sox is their pitching. Can it hold up? Obviously, Chris Sale coming back, I believe, at some point this season is going to help. But can their can their pitching hold up throughout throughout the rest of the season is the base question around Boston. And I just think I believe in Tampa's and Toronto's consistency better. And I think in the end, those two teams are going to ride it out. But we'll see what happens. Um, I, I think it'd be really cool to see Toronto win, you know, given that they're like not pl- they literally aren't playing really any home games. They're playing in Buffalo. So that's yeah, they're playing in Buffalo again. So we'll we'll see what happens. Moving to another division, AOS. Both of us had the A's. I think we didn't believe in the Houston Astros uh, going in. Uh, I wouldn't say that's as bad as our Yankees pick. But Matt, how's the AOS shaking out right now? Currently in the American League West, the Astros are in first place. The Oakland A's are in second place, four and a half games behind the Astros. And then it's the Mariners, the Angels, and the Rangers. I don't think anyone's really surprised with those three teams there 
but I, I am surprised that the Astros are in first place. I like you said, we both picked the A's. The A's are still a very good team. They they've got the second wild card spot right now, and you know they have forty nine wins, just one shy of fifty at this point in the season. But they're they're trailing the Astros four and a half games, and I I I, I did not expect the Astros to be this good, especially without Justin Verlander. They've really surprised me. Yeah, I agree. Um. It's Houston's division to lose at this point, I believe. Uh, they are the heavy favorite. I might, if I'm betting, I might bet uh, on the A's still just to pick it up of late. This is a team that's historically, as you, as you know, they can pick it up late in season. So uh, maybe Houston's, I mean, the A's still have a shot. Uh, my pick to have the Angels as my wild card team, not looking that great, but they might have the MVP. So uh, we'll we'll say it's they. It's the they and, do have the MVP. and the greatest player, <laughs> and no maybe the greatest player it. of all time is out. So you know, I'm gonna take them them at 500 for some reason. That's like an improvement for the Angels at this point, and they it is definitely improvement. They might have three of the top 20 players in baseball, and they're still gonna be a bad team because of their pitching, which is astonishing. Yeah. Right, they they have yeah, three. They have one. They have one very good pitcher. Top twenty, top he's twenty-five also the best players in the league. In Trout, Rendon, and Otani. Otani's got to be a top. We'll talk about this as the season goes on, but Shohei Otani's a top ten player in the league now, right? Like, I mean, right at this moment, right now, he's the best player in the yeah. league. He, I think he's the best player, not named Mike Trout, but Mike Trout's hurt, so that that's Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Mike Trout's hurt right now, so. Right now, at the this Angels, moment, Shohei Otani If the, the Angels were an NBA team, they'd be smoking everyone because they'd have three. Like they'd be the Nets, <laughs> fully healthy. Like that's that's let's put it. In, that's just as crazy about baseball. And I, and I want to bring this up. I know we're we're going a little off here, but it's about the Angels. Like I, I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast today, and he was talking about Otani and his star power, and and him and Ryan Russillo were talking about like if if Otani played in like between 1980 and like the early 2000s, he'd be appointment television anytime he, anytime he was a, at bat because of that, how great he's playing right now, the run he's on. And the fact that he's not even like headline news, like sports center talks about him, but like, it just shows the, like the lack of growth in this game. And once again, it's Rob Manfred. Like, like baseball now has incredible stars and two like and like all of them are in California. Like the th- I you know, maybe I'm biased on this because baseball is pretty much the only sport I pay attention to, but I like Shohei Otani is everywhere. I understand I that. Mean, I I hear his name, I see his highlights everywhere. So I don't get where Bill Simmons is coming from on this because you can't you can't scroll any social media without seeing Shohei Otani highlight but think or about seeing like, some, some new think historic feat that Bonds and Maguire were, were like in their heyday and it was appointment tell like literally Sports Center would be on the air and Bonds would be hitting and they would stop and flip to Bonds at bet like that that's yeah but how, not just any time I mean that had to be like the, the that was the a whole bunch of like home run season yeah, so so maybe later in this season when Shohei Otani gets closer to you know hitting sixty home runs, maybe then we'll see that happen. It's just it feels like his star power is insane, and in that it's not. I don't think it's being fully maximized in baseball, and I'd argue no stars are because you have a premier player, you have two premier players in the biggest market in the world. What you? I mean, the second best player in baseball consistently 
is in the is with the second most iconic franchise in the in the league. Like you have Mookie Betts, who could be an American star, and he plays for the Dodgers. And I bet you I could walk around Lynchburg and I ask like ten people who Mookie Betts is, and then maybe one of them will know. And he plays for the yeah, freaking so. Dodgers. And I bet you the same thing happens with Shohei Otani, and that's just what is the problem in baseball. Moving on, we're not talking about that. We're this is we we've ranted about Rob Manfred enough, and, and thank you for moving on. Moving to the Central, my pick does not look good. I I picked the Minnesota Twins, and they do not look that great. Um. You picked the White Sox, which looks a little better. Um, and after you give the standings, I will tell you why I now agree with you. Yeah, I'm feeling really good right now. The White Sox are in first place in the American League Central. They are 51-35 and 35 on the season, eight games ahead of the second-place Cleveland Indians. And then it's the Detroit Tigers in third place, the Kansas City Royals after that. And rounding out the American League Central are Trey's pick to win the division the Minnesota Twins coming in dead last. Other than the Yankees, the Minnesota Twins may be the most disappointing team in baseball. Like, yeah. And I, I only I think the that. Twins, the Twins being the Twins is the reason nobody's really talking about them. But the fact the Twins are last place in the Central when the freaking Detroit Tigers are in, in the division, the Detroit Tigers, the Tigers projection was 69 and a half games. Which I did pick over, by the way. So uh, it might be trending the right way. Just saying. But the fact that that's happening is astonishing. And I agree with you. The White Sox, honestly, are my pick to come out of the American League at this point. They look like the best in the consistently. They have the starting pitching. Their lineup is phenomenal. There's not a lot of holes in their lineup. And I honestly wonder what they do at the trade deadline. And I uh, I think their top priority should be Trevor freaking story because I think adding that infielder, play him at third, obviously if Tim Anderson is short, but maybe play him at third or second or, or D, like figure it out. But getting a guy like Trevor story to Chicago might put them over the hump to be able to compete with, an NL, NL West team, which we'll get to at the end. I think that's the last division we should do, which looks like who's going to pre the World Series champ. You know, I got to say that the beginning of the season, Eloy Jimenez got injured for the Chicago White Sox, and they've dealt with some other injuries as well. Luis Robert got injured. They have not showed it on the field at all. They have been playing insanely good baseball this season. And, you know, they've just brought up rookie after rookie, to fill these holes in the roster, fill these holes in the lineup, and they're performing just as well as anyone else would. I mean, they, they bring up Andrew Vaughn, and he's just playing out of his mind. They bring up Gavin Sheets, and he's performing really well, you know, contributing to the team, helping them win games. So the White Sox, in a season where they were expected to do really well, and then they begin the season with a plethora of injuries, they have all these replacements ready to go, and they don't show any signs of slowing down. I really, really like them. They're a really fun team. They're really fun to watch. They're a really good team, even with 76-year-old Tony La Russa managing them. They're a very good team. I don't see them slowing down. I think they're going to stay on top, end up winning the division. 
I agree. Um, and moving, who do you, who do you see coming out of the wild card? So I think I we I had Tampa and LA, and I believe you had I don't know you had Toronto and do you remember who else? I don't. I, oh, you had Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> so that's not happening. So you get a little part. Yeah, of, no. of my hate. Let's see. Uh, so right now the wild card teams are Tampa and Oakland. I think that stays. I I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm gonna have I, I mean, I'm gonna have Toronto teams... Tampa win the East, the other one get the wild card, and then I think both of those teams will be too between good to Oakland and Boston for that second wild card spot, and I'll, I'll I'll pick Oakland. So, moving to the other side. Oh, uh, you you keeping with the White Sox? Your AL winner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, staying All with right. them. Moving to the National League now. Let's start with uh, Matt's favorite division, the NL East, which we both picked the Braves to win. Uh, which was probably a smart bet at the beginning of the year. Uh, not as much now, Matt. Yeah, first place in the National League East is the New York Mets, who I got to give them props. You know, I, I just say every year, they're the Mets. No matter what they do in the offseason, no matter who they bring in, they're the Mets. They're not going to get anything done. But they're currently in first place in the National League East. They're playing well, have struggled a little bit recently, but they're still hanging on to that first place spot. After them, it's the Philadelphia Phillies, then the Atlanta Braves coming in at third place. Only five games back, though, so not a terrible outlook at this point. Then you have the Washington Nationals actually tied with the Braves, and then rounding out the division are the Miami Marlins. So, yeah, not happy with this division right now. Obviously, as a Braves fan and as someone who picked the Braves to win the division, not happy. I I, I just don't have any, uh, any explanation for why the Braves aren't playing well. It's kind of like the Twins. You know, they look good on paper. They've won the division the past couple of years. Why not expect them to win again? But this year, they're not getting it done, and the Mets are somehow, these wins, they have a pretty good team. Yeah, I think the Mets are going to win the division. Um, we both had under 90.5 wins, which we thought was a lot, and the Braves over 91.5. That's not looking good at all. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not looking good for us at all right now and uh we'll move to the central where i believe both of us had the cart well wait who are you are you staying with the braves or oh are you i said the mets. the mets i said to... i'm going i'm going with the mets yeah uh, i uh, yeah i'm gonna yeah i think they stay on top uh moving to the central where i believe we both had the cardinals to win the division um and but i switched the cubs after they got hot and then they proceeded to lose 12 straight games so I was riding the Cubs bandwagon, uh, and, and so, Matt, uh, you want to break down the division? Uh, they were tied for first for a while. I just want to know about my Cubbies. Not looking so great now. Wait, so we both, we both picked no, the Cardinals I think I to picked win this the Cubs. division? Was... Actually, I picked the Cubs. And you, I, you know, the I Cubs. know you picked the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah I picked the Cardinals. and <sighs> That's not man. looking good either, so let's be fair. They, they, they looked good. At the beginning of the season, they were playing well. And, you know, they brought in Nolan Arenado. They put Arenado and Goldschmidt back-to-back in the lineup. They have Jack Flaherty, who started out the season really well. Adam Wainwright coming back and pitching well. And then, all of a sudden, they just, like, collapsed and went on a terrible streak. Similar and the now Cubs. they're in third place. Yeah, Cubs, too. Cubs look good. I mean, what what is going on with these two teams? Yeah, right now in the NL Central, you have the Brewers in first place. The Reds in second place, and then the Cardinals, Cubs, and Pirates. The Brewers and Reds are both above 500. How many games back are the Reds? Five and a half. So, 
they're they're in a pretty good spot. I, I'm I'm going with the Brew Crew. I mean, after a down year last year, they bounce back and they're looking really well. Uh, I think the Brewers are going to come out of this division. Uh, you had the Cubs, your second wild card team. I don't see that happening. Yeah, no. Uh, but I, I, I think the uh, the Reds are going to uh, might might get to the wild card spot. I almost said the Reds are going to win the division, but I, I I'm uh, I, I'm going to go with the Brew Crew. All right, this is going to be my bold pick, and I'm going to say the Reds overtake them at some I'm point. Back. You know, Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos, they are playing so well this year. I, I, I think they're going to make a run at it. They're going to take over the NL Central lead and win the division. After last season, I just can't. I picked them to win the Central. I think they'll do it. Also, real quick, real quick, with how terrible the Cubs are playing right now, is it time? To, like, Do they decide to sell at the deadline now, break up the team? Is it time? I mean, they, they were looking good for a while. They were in first place. It's like it you can't sell now. Ryan. You have to keep It'd the team have together. To be Chris Bryant, Javi Baez. Yeah, I think so. I think this was a team that needs to hit the reset button two years ago. It, it just feels like it. And if I'm a, it's just I if mean, I'm a team, they, they were, and I can hear Chris Bryant or Javi Baez. Especially yeah, you gotta, you gotta if we're, we're talking about a team that we're we're gonna get to later. I look at it. I think about it. If you're it's Chicago. just unfortunate because they were they were so close. I mean, they were. I mean, not really that close, but they were playing well. They were in first place. Pretty good, you know, a, a pretty good ways into the season. They were in first place, which people didn't expect them to play that well this year. So they were looking good, and they were convincing people that maybe this team can still win. But now, nope. Nope. All right, final division, NL West. What do we got? So before we start this, the uh, NOS, we both picked the Dodgers to win this division, but obviously we thought it was going to be close between the Dodgers and the Padres, and the Padres getting the wild card spot. We, we're like, we guaranteed that at this point. But this division is clearly going to get three playoff spots the three, you know, the division champ and the two wild card spots. And you could argue the three best teams in baseball reside in one division as, of, as they're playing right now. I'm not saying overall, but just as they're playing right now. Leading the division is who? And we obviously both picked the Dodgers, as I said. The San Francisco Giants are leading the division, 53-32 and 32 as of the time of this recording. First place, a half-game lead over the Dodgers. The Dodgers coming in second, and then the Padres right behind them, three and a half games behind the Giants. And then you have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks in the bottom of that division and in the bottom of the National League. No one's really paying attention to them. Sorry, guys. Try again next year. And that brings up the only thing the that cares about for the Rockies I mean, is uh, Trevor Story. Trevor Story, how are you going to do in the home run derby? And um, where are you going to be traded to? It's still the Dodgers, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I have to go with the Dodgers still. I mean, the Giants got to give it to them again. You know, just like the uh, just like the Astros and the Red Sox, they're a team that has really surprised me this year. Did not expect them to play this well. Did not expect them to be in first place halfway through the we season. We both did have the over on 75 and a half wins. And if we actually paid well, for that <laughs> at plus money, we'd be looking really good right now, Matthew. Man, should have done that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, they're having a really good season, but I don't see them fending off the Dodgers for the whole year. So yeah, I still I still think the Dodgers will win the division. But the, the Giants are going to make a wild card spot. There are four teams in the National League that have 50 or more wins, three of them are in the NL West. 
It's the Giants, Dodgers, and Padres. They're going to be the three wild. Like the other two are going to be the wild card teams, the Giants and the Padres, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has to be. So it's going to be a fun race down the stretch for those three teams. I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be really fun to watch. So we both had the Dodgers winning it all. And as I mentioned, or we had them winning it all, actually. I, I think, yeah, you had the Dodgers winning it all. I had the Dodgers coming out of the in-out. And you had the Yankees winning it all, which you already said. I'm changing. So yeah, I'm okay. I'm going to have the White Sox in the American League. And shout out to our the friend of the show. And I'm only doing this to be different. And I actually bet on the Padres to win the National League last week. So I have to ride with it. The Danny Vietti World Series. <laughs> the San Diego Padres taking on the Chicago White Sox. Oh, that'd be so much fun. And the Padres, led by National League MVP, Fernando Tatis Jr., win the World Series. And that's my halfway prediction. What are you going with? That would be that would be a really fun World Series, and I'd really like to see it. I got to go with White Sox Dodgers. I I I mean the the Dodgers are just it's hard to bet against them. It's too hard to bet against them. I can't justify it. You know the Giants have been playing really well. The Padres are obviously a very good team, but I just can't justify betting against the Dodgers. So, going with White Sox Dodgers, and I think the Dodgers will end up winning the World Series over the White Sox. It's just it's too hard to bet against them. They haven't proven me wrong yet. It's going to be a fun fun rest of the season, fun postseason, fun World Series, no matter who ends up in it. You know, the teams that we have in contention right now, any of those matchups that we end up getting in October, it's going to be really exciting, really fun to watch. So the other big story around baseball coming up early next week is the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. I don't know how into it you get. I mean, it's just an exhibition game. It's not that big of a deal, but it's cool to see all the stars from all around the league get together on one field, play a game, showcase their talents. It is fun to watch. The Home Run Derby, honestly, is more exciting for me, and I'm looking forward to that this year, especially with it being in Denver in the high altitude. It's going to be really fun to watch that Home Run Derby. We get to see Shohei Otani in the Derby, Trevor Story, uh, Juan Soto, today announced that he would be in it uh, a couple other guys uh, Trey Mancini um, I want Trey Perez, Mancini to win it just for the story Matt Olson it's going to be a fun home run derby none of the none of the names really excite me that much except for Otani and Soto I think he'll be really fun Trey Mancini is cool because of the story and his background obviously cool to see him get to participate but you know Salvador Perez like Salvo, okay. man, he is love. I'll tell you what. Spending time in Kansas City, around Kansas City, there is not a fan base that loves a player more than Salvador. The Royals fans love Salvador Perez. So just don't disrespect. He And this is one of the most premier catchers in in all of baseball, man. So Yeah, I mean, he is. He's a, he's a great player, great catcher. But... For the home run derby, he doesn't excite me that much. Oh, and it looks like Joey Gallo 
has been confirmed to participate in it as well. So, Moon so here, all right, shots. So here are the the eight participants. You got Shohei Otani, Trey Mancini, Salvador Perez, Matt Olson, Pete Alonso, Trevor Story, Juan Soto, and Joey Gallo. All right, now I'm excited. Joey Gallo is going to be really fun to watch. Matt Olson, I know he's having a really good year, but he plays for the A's. He doesn't excite me that much. Trevor Story, his home park contract year, he's going to be fun to watch. Pete Alonso trying to defend his 2019 home run derby crown. So, should be really fun. Really fun to watch. I'm. I, who are you picking to win this home run derby? I'm going to put my money on Joey Gallo. That's a good pick. Good pick. I'll go with Trey Mancini for fun. The Orioles need something. Hey, the MLB drafts this weekend too, so that's how it's still coming up. Yeah. No one cares. That's exciting. But <laughs> Jack, I mean, you know unfortunately, the... Jack Leiter is probably going to be a Red Sox, and that's that's sucks as a Yankees fan. So yeah, you know who two of the top ten or maybe even top five picks are going to be Jack Leiter and Kamar Rocker. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not too up to date on all the uh, all the prospects. Top two are high school shortstops, and I only know that because I had to look up Leiter and Rocker when we had uh, the College World Series on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. Nice little plug there. That is. MLB Draft, the Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game, all that stuff coming up early next week. We'll talk about it on next week's episode of the podcast. Get you all up to date, up to speed on everything that happens out. Yeah, another All-Star break podcast. Should be a fun week. And I think next week, and I'm kind of springing this on Matt, but we, we've we've talked about this in the past. We have young stars in our league. We're building our own all-star teams, but we can pick anyone we want, like in the league. Like it's not nationally team versus. It's like the NBA all-star teams. And we're going to make our 11. You get one starting pitcher, one DH, and then, then so on and so forth. And so do a little research. Um... I don't know how we're going to pick, uh, how decide who gets the first pick. Uh, we'll figure that out. And then maybe uh, the fans get to vote who's who's built a better team. All right. All right. I like that. Yeah. We'll do that on next week's episode of the podcast. Little all-star team draft. And that's all I've got for this week's episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you want to join the conversation, like I mentioned, when you, you go to vote on who's going to be who's going to build a better roster at Foulball Area on Twitter and Instagram as well as Facebook, or you follow us at Mackins21 at Trey Lyle on Twitter at Trey Lyle underscore VT on the Instagram. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a subscription. Leave us a review. We need those more of those so we can. Uh, Grow this great podcast to more people. Share this with five people. And you do that for me and for Matthew. He's struggling in rich people's homes watching dogs. So uh, he needs he needs all the help he can get. That is true. Please, please share it. Please share it with people. We appreciate it. That's all I've got for this week's episode of Foul Ball Area. For Trey Lyle, I'm Matthew Atkins. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.